sometimes when you're in a haste to provide an owner with a team or with a program, you can believe the best in the team that you're placing on site only later to discover they're not quite mature enough. They're not quite the team that you need. As a loyal Best Ever listener, you know that it's important that we as entrepreneurs focus on managing our time effectively, which is why we're always looking for ways to automate the basic duties of our business so that we can focus more time on our money-making activities. That's why I want to introduce you to Rentler.com. At Rentler, landlords and property managers can perform all their duties in one place. Rentler offers tools that allow you to automate tasks like listing a unit for rent, finding and screening tenants, collecting rent, and managing the maintenance requests. And even better, these tools are offered at zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever to get started today. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff with us today. Pete Kelly, how you doing, Pete? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah, my pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Pete. He is a CEO of Apartment Life, which is a faith-based nonprofit serving the multifamily industry. He helps improve a community's financial performance through online reputation, resident satisfaction, and resident retention. Based in Dallas-Fort Worth, or if you're familiar with DFW, more specifically, Euless, Texas, and you can learn more about his organization at apartmentlife.org. So with that being said, Pete, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, sounds great. Well, thanks, Joe. As you mentioned, I'm CEO of Apartment Life. We are a faith-based nonprofit in the multifamily industry. And over the last 18 years, we've been honored to serve 1.3 million apartment units and over 3 million residents from coast to coast. And if I were to explain what we do in its very simplest terms, we help people make friends. So our central belief is that relationships are not just good for the soul, they're also good for the bottom line. I certainly agree. The more that the residents know each other and connect with each other, the more they are likely to enjoy the living experience and then ultimately stay longer, which is a big cost turnover. So tell us maybe high level how you do it, and then we can get into some specifics. Yep, that sounds good. Well, a lot of what I'm going to share is directed toward apartment owners, but I think the principles apply to people who own single family homes or duplexes as well. But if I could give one piece of advice, it would be that the relationships your residents have with one another is more important than you realize. What we've seen is that a lot of apartment owners are focused on the physical amenities. Like, do you have granite countertops? Uh, How nice is your pool or your clubhouse or your exercise equipment? And they're also focused on services like making sure you have good maintenance, bundling cable and internet, package storage, package delivery. But I think one of the often overlooked amenities is that the residents themselves are an amenity. In fact, I would say that they're best ever amenity that you could have because good neighbors make for great neighborhoods. So what we found was that the more friendships that a resident has in an apartment community, the more likely they are to renew their lease and be satisfied and post about it online. So that's what our company specializes in. We place one or two people in the apartment community. They're kind of like a welcome wagon. They welcome new residents as they move in. They host all the parties and events. 
they look for opportunities to care for people. So let's say a young couple just had a baby. They might swing by and on behalf of the management company, you bring them a small gift to say mm-hmm. thanks. And then 90 days before that residence lease is set to renew, they'll, they'll visit them and they'll say, how do you like your stay here? Are you thinking about sticking around? And what we found is they do that, it creates this sticky community where people are happier and they want to stay, even when the rents go up. So on average, we're saving owners $138,000 a year in resident and staff turnover, and it increases their online reputation. So to summarize, I'd say if you want to differentiate your community from the competition, I'd say be very intentional about creating community. Completely agree, and thank you for talking through that. So one question that comes to mind, you mentioned that the relationships residents have with each other is more important than we realize. But the welcome wagon, as you call it, the one to two people that you place in the community, those are not other community members. Those are people hired by the owner to then basically stay in touch with the residents. So is that the program or is the program getting the residents who also live at the apartment community to get to know each other and build a community that way? Joe, that's an excellent question. Well, we have two models of service. So we have an on-site program where this apartment life team, they actually live on the property as one of the apartment residents. So that's our most traditional model is the on-site model. But we also have an off-site model because for some owners, they don't want to contest a two-bedroom, two-bath unit. But either way, not only are they engaging with the residents themselves, but they're serving as a catalyst to help people make friends. So when my wife and I first moved to Dallas, we lived for about nine months in an apartment community. They would have parties, they would have events, they would put food out. But my observation was that everyone hung in their own relational group. They didn't interact with each other. And I wondered, how much better would this be if there was a catalyst that was working the crowd introducing themselves and introducing people to one another, how much more of a sticky community would that have been? Mm -hmm. So how does that play itself out? Let's go with the on-site model. So we bring in a couple people who live on-site, and they are primarily, from a business standpoint, responsible for lowering turnover costs and increasing the bottom line. And they're doing events and they're visiting residents 90 days before, hey, how's your stay? But in terms of connecting one resident with another, how does that work? Well, it'd be as simple as when you're at an event and you're mixing it up with the different residents, you're like, oh, you live in building number two. Hey, have you met Joe over here? He lives in building number two. Or you said that you're into water skiing. I noticed that Bob over here is also into water skiing or hunting or whatever the common interest may be. So they're always looking both for their connection to the residents because that helps people feel safe. There's one person kind of looking out for them, making them feel welcome. But they're also always looking, how could I connect residents with one another? Let's do the on-site model. Is it typically a couple that moves into a unit? Yeah, it would be typically a couple. It could be two singles. Okay, uh, cool. But typically, it's most common, it would be like a husband and wife. Typically, either before they have kids or maybe only one or empty nesters. So we don't see a lot in the middle because at that point, families get bigger and it becomes unwieldy to do the program. Sure. So a couple moves in and they host an event. How do they introduce themselves to the other residents? 
I would say, hey, my name is Pete Kelly. I'm your apartment life team here. On behalf of the management team, I want to welcome you to this community. So they serve as a kind of a liaison between the management company and the resident. So they're kind of an in-between. This isn't their full-time job. So all of our teams have outside employment. This is what they do in the nights and weekends, kind of like a part-time commitment that they would have to that community. So they really straddle two worlds. They serve as goodwill ambassadors to the management team, but they also are themselves a resident. And so they wear two hats at once. And what is the incentive for the individuals to move on site? For the on-site model, their compensation is in the form of reduced rent. So the owner would consist a two-bedroom, two-bath unit, which we would turn around and give to the team so that they could use that. In addition to that, the owner pays a management fee. And obviously, for any events that they would host, they would cover the cost of those events. We recommend $1.50 per door to throw a decent number of events each month. Okay. So you said reduced rent. Was it reduced or is it free rent? The owner concesses the unit to us and so that we can lower the cost of the management fee to the owner. The team does pay a little bit to be part of the program. They pay roughly 30% of the rental value to apartment life. And what that does is that enables us to keep the management fee to the management company as low as possible. So what we found is that when teams are having to pay a little bit, there's a little bit of skin in the game. And it also gives us an ability to recourse if, for some reason, the team isn't performing up to the standards that we need them to perform up to. Sure. So as an owner, the investment is give a unit to your organization, so free rent, and then I should allocate a dollar fifty per month towards hosting an event, and they'll handle everything else. And then what is the management fee? The management fee would be $650 a month, and that covers the cost of our going out and finding these teams, training, equipping, and making sure that they're delivering the results that they need to please the ownership and the management. And then you mentioned earlier $138 a year savings, and it increases online reputation. First off, did I quote you correctly? And secondly, is that net of your fees? $138,000 gross savings so that you would take the fees off of that. So typically, I'd say we would bring net over $100,000 in value. Got it. Okay. So net over $100,000 in value. So clearly, we'd have to determine what size of property we're talking about because a 50 unit wouldn't have, I imagine, over $100,000 in value. So what size property are you referring to with that stat? Our traditional on-site program, our core would be 250 units and above. So it'd be your larger traditional apartment communities versus your small privately owned ones. And to determine that net of $100,000 in increased NOI, what metrics do you show the owner? There's a couple ways that we go about it. We have a well-respected economist named Ron Witten that for a small fee, $200, we'll do Witten study and we'll cover the cost of that for the owners themselves. It involves a survey of the management staff and the residents to gauge to what degree is the program influencing their likeliness to renew. And the same for the retention of staff, because that's one of the things we found about our program is that 
not only does it make the residents' lives better, it makes the management team's lives better. So that's kind of a, a hidden savings for the owner themselves as you have less employee turnover. But basically, they survey that, and he's got a model, and he can show you, here's all the factors, here's all the assumptions. And on average, it saves $138,000 a year. So if you take your cost, that's a net of over $100,000 in savings. And it's based on basically a survey that asks if they're likely to renew or not. And if so, how much influence did the program have in that decision? Yep. Exactly. In addition to that, we do an annual property manager survey, and we ask the management staff, in your estimation, how many leases a month would you attribute either in new kind of marketing side or renewals? How many would you attribute to apartment life? Annually, that comes out to 42 leases a year. So if you know your turn cost and your marketing cost, you can extrapolate 42. Let's say your turn cost is $2,000, $2,000, you'd multiply 42 leases a year times $2,000, and that would tell you what your annual savings are. So there's a couple different ways that you can approach it. Obviously, there's a whole lot of factors that go into retention, resident satisfaction. So we have to lean on the preponderance of the data to quantify the value of what we do. Mm-hmm. When you speak to a multifamily owner who has a 250-unit property, when would it not make sense for them to participate in this program based on your perspective? Well, it, it may not make sense if they don't want to concess the two-bedroom, two-bath. For some people, we've had a lot of owners say, hey, listen, I know I'm always going to have an unused unit. So to me, that's not really a cost. In fact, I'm taking a unit that's not doing anything for me and I'm, uh, in a sense, monetizing it to get this program that saves me money. So depending on how you view the concessed unit, some people, they don't like to do that because that feels expensive and it looks badly on their books, but others are like, now I'm going to have that. So it's not a big deal. So for the ones that don't want to concess it, we've developed an offsite model where instead of giving the team kind of a two-bedroom, two-bath unit, we, we pay them an hourly wage to execute the program on site. And that would be, I imagine, primarily the monthly events? That would be primarily the monthly events. There's other things we can do. So, for example, I'd say our core is the Class A and Class B assets. But more recently, we've been serving tax credit properties and we've been managing their lure requirements. So we have an additional service that helps that as well. So for tax credit property owners, that's an additional value add to them. How much of a focus would the on-site group, regardless of they're living there or not, assuming that they're hired... How much of a focus is it of them to promote and, quite frankly, generate online reviews by doing these events and taking pictures and having the residents post them or however you do it? It's actually an increasing focus of ours. Over last year, we introduced that as an increased value add because as we've looked at the multifamily industry, everyone knows that online reputation matters. They don't know how to quantify How much is one star versus two or three stars versus four? How much is that extra star worth? But everyone knows that it matters because it drives traffic. So what we've coached our teams to do is on every welcome visit, every renewal visit, every party and event, whenever they encounter a satisfied resident, say, hey, as a personal favor to me, would you be willing to go online and put a positive review? That really helps me because one of the ways we're able to do this program is we serve the management team. 
And if we're doing that well, and it's showing up in positive reviews, that helps us. So they can make that appeal as a friend to a friend with their other residents. And it's so much more powerful than if the management staff just hands them a card. Hey, would you do me a favor? Would you go online? It's more of a friend to friend appeal. So it kind of lands differently. And what we found is that's really positive. I've met teams that will say, I've got phone numbers of 200 residents on my phone right now. All I need to do is reach out to them, text them, say, hey, would you be willing to do me a favor and go online and post reviews? So a lot of our teams have been able to see dramatic results in a short period of time by capitalizing on the relationships. Other than the on-site event, how many hours would you say they spend basically cultivating a community and helping generate online reviews a month? We would say for a traditional on-site team, which is the two-bedroom, two-bath unit concession, that we would tell the owners, we would expect that the team would give on average between the two of them 20 hours a week to the program. So that could be preparing the events, promoting the events, hosting the events, doing the welcome visits. So it does take a good bit of their nights and their weekends. And so as we select teams, we have to make sure they're able to commit to that because there's nothing worse than them getting in there and realizing I don't have the margin really to do this effectively. 20 hours a week, did you say per person? Per team. Per team. That so would be typically husband and wife. So if they're doing a visit, it's best for them to do that together versus an individual showing up at the door and knocking. And so, yeah, most of what they do, they would do together. Maybe shopping, they would do separately. But when they're throwing the events, when they're doing welcome visits, renewal visits, they would do those together. For the online reviews, is that a metric that you report back to the owners? Yep. Every month we send a report to the ownership group or the management group or both really. And it shows at the very top, here's how many new positive reviews that you've gotten this month. And it's got a list of all the welcome visits they've done. When we do welcome and renewal visits, we ask on a scale from one to five, how would you rate your satisfaction? And if there's anything lower than a four, we ask them, what would make that better? Is there anything the management team could do that? Sometimes just by asking that face-to-face because they wear a slightly different hat, people tell them things that the management team would never know. Like, yeah, our our carpet was dirty when we moved in. So immediately, they don't wait to the end of the month for these things, but immediately when they get that, they alert the management team, hey, here's something you could do to move that three back up to a five if you would take care of that. But then at the end of the month, they get a summary of all the visits, all the events, all the comments, online reputation, and then they can see for themselves, hey, here's the activity for the month. Based on your experience, What is your best advice ever for real estate investors? I would say if you want to differentiate your apartment community from the competition, whether you use our program or not, I'd say be intentional about creating community because your residents are that hidden amenity that are often overlooked. Yes, you have sold me on that philosophy That's for sure. And I didn't really need selling, but it's nice to talk to someone who's solely focused on it because I would imagine most people know it either consciously or subconsciously, but you actually have an organization that's executing on that idea. And that's the key that I'm aware of. There's not another organization like what you do. How many apartments are you all in? You mentioned earlier, but I missed the number. Well, over the last 18 years, We've served 1.3 million units, 
Currently, I think we're serving around 130, 140,000 units from coast to coast. It's a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How many owners is that roughly? Is it heavy on one owner or are you spread out? Well, we're pretty diversified. Graystar would be our largest client. Of course, they're the largest management company in the nation, if not the world. We serve a lot of Lincoln, but we're pretty diversified. So we've got a pretty wide range of owners and operators that we serve. We're going to do a lightning round. You ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure, absolutely. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. You looking for a one-stop landlording software that helps you create listings, find and screen tenants, and accept rental payments while managing maintenance requests? Oh, by the way, it's zero cost to you. Go to tryrentler.com forward slash best ever. That's T-R-Y-R-E-N-T-L-E-R.com forward slash best ever. See a rundown or abandoned house? Well, snap a picture with the Deal Machine app to instantly find the owner and get in touch via direct mail, email, and phone in just 10 seconds. Search Deal Machine in your app store or visit dealmachineapp.com. What's the best ever book you've read? I would say Marshall Goldsmith's What Got You Here Won't Get You There. I love that book. He talks about 21 common behaviors that sabotage your career and relationships. I think it's one of the best books you could read to advance your career and your relationships. What's the best ever project that you've worked on as it relates to your business? Mm, boy, that's a great question. Like choosing between children, right? <laughs> I think the funnest thing we do is when we break into a new market. So currently, we're in about 20 different markets around the United States, and we've got our eyes on 13. So just yesterday, I was up in Oklahoma City meeting with a group of owners and people in the industry talking about what we do, and that is so deeply satisfying. Why? Well, I just think they love what we do, and when they hear about it, like you, they're like, this is brilliant. Why haven't we been doing this the whole time? It's just incredible. What's a mistake you've made along the way over these 18 years as it relates to how your business is set up? Well, at the end of the day, our business rises and falls on the quality of the people who are executing the program. People really are our business and our product. So sometimes when you're in a haste to provide an owner with a team or with a program, you can believe the best in the team that you're placing on site only later to discover they're not quite mature enough. They're not quite the team that you need. So I'd say one of the greatest mistakes is not doing enough due diligence on the teams we play. So this year, we've just had an increased focus on raising the quality of our teams, the quality of the programming that we deliver to our clients. What is something that you do now to help with that discovery process where you find the right people? Well, you always do phone interviews, but I think the face-to-face -face interview is key because when you get with people face-to-face -face and you can read their body language and you can see, this husband and wife, do they get along? Because if they go through a divorce in the middle of this thing, that's going to get really ugly for the client. <laughs> so I think nothing beats meeting with a couple face-to-face -face and really looking them in the eye and saying, are they mature? Are they winsome? Are they relationally equipped to do this? Do they have the margin to do this? Do they have the heart to do this? And how can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Well, two ways. One is you can reach out to me via email. My email address is Pete Kelly, 
P-E-T-E-K-E-L-L-Y at apartmentlife.org. And if you're not ready to email because you want to read more, you can go to apartmentlife.org, our website, and you can read more about us there. Well, Pete, grateful that you're on the show and talking about your nonprofit and how you structure it, the focus being on creating a community, having team members on site or off-site, depending on which model it is, but basically having a presence that is solely focused on creating community, having events, and connecting residents with each other with ultimately, from a business standpoint, helping the NOI increase because it will decrease the resident turnover. So thank you so much for being on the show, talking about the metrics that you follow and share as well. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Joe, thank you so much for having me on the show. See a rundown or abandoned house? Well, snap a picture with the Deal Machine app to instantly find the owner and get in touch via direct mail, email, and phone in just 10 seconds. Search Deal Machine in your app store or visit dealmachineapp.com.